Ahoy hoy. I'm Lydia. And I'm Eric. And this, this is, is Fighting, Fighting with, with My, my Other, other half. half. Hello and welcome to episode two of Fighting with My Other Half. Yep, they're making a a comeback. The air horns, yes. The air horns. So since the last episode, we have watched three episodes of The Golden Bachelor. It feels like we've talked about this off of podcast, but it's going so quickly compared to like any other Bachelor Bachelorette that we've watched. I think it is a shorter season. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not going anywhere other than the hometowns, right. which I read an article today <gasps> about The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. That said some crazy things about how they do the seasons, yeah. like the hometowns. Mm-hmm. It's not even their houses. They rent slash use other people's houses and make the families go there and pretend it's their house. Oh my gosh. Because they want to control how tidy it is. Yeah. Yeah. And like control the narrative. Yeah. Also- welcome. Welcome to my family's house. They're hoarders. And this is <laughs> their trailer. Well, you remember the Bachelorette season we watched? Mm-hmm. You remember in Rachel's season, mm-hmm. they went to that one guy's house and they, the dad made them like sit on the floor, the young guy that she was with. Oh, that dude, that dude was insane. I 100% believe that he did not move houses yeah. for that because he really did not seem about the process oh, yeah, at no. all. He was very much like, oh, I'm going to be my own degree of crazy. Yeah, that guy just seemed a bit much. Yeah, it was something. The guy warned Rachel. Oh, yeah. He was about, like, my dad's something else. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. So other things that the producers do on that show, they pick the top four, basically. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Gross. They coach the people. We already know that they coach them on what to say and everything. Because yeah. it's not scripted, but it's still like something. But they basically encourage the bachelor bachelorette to like pick the four. The top four people. And then from there, I guess it's their decision. But just like, keep this person because they're good for TV. Mm -hmm. Keep this person because we want you to get to know their backstory better. Different things like that, which is wild. Yeah. Also, a normal season runs for 12 weeks, but apparently they only really interact for about six weeks because the rest of the time is spent care and makeup and traveling, (laughs) which is not surprising. But, you know, that makes it even more so not surprising whenever people break up at the end after it's over. Yeah. Because how are you going to choose someone to marry in six weeks? I don't know. Ask any other love reality show no no i mean i'm with you i loved love is blind mm-hmm. and that's also a crazy concept in that same vein though we watched the second episode hi this is editor lydia i keep saying second episode here it's actually the third episode i'll realize that later but for now just just know this is the third episode of the golden bachelor okay thanks we're gonna throw in a clip that we recorded right after that episode roll it us So, is there something you want to say? (laughs) (laughs) So, we just watched the third episode of The Golden Bachelor, and I made Eric immediately grab his microphone and hop on mic here real quick to record a public apology Mm -hmm. for ever saying (laughs) that Kathy was my favorite. Fuck Kathy. All my friends hate Kathy. Honestly, like, her from the first episode to the second episode, lovely. Lovely woman lovely old woman whatever the third episode and maybe it was just the editing but i i feel like it couldn't have been because damn yeah <laughs> she came out the gates screaming like yeah she just had a problem with Teresa, and mm-hmm. Teresa is a lovely woman as far as i can tell she talk, she called her like she was like i don't know if she's dumb as rocks dumb as a rock or, or she knows exactly what, what she's, she's doing, doing. So for anyone who's not watching this show, let's just give some context. So Teresa, all of these are older women in The Golden Bachelor, which is the season that's running right now as we're recording this. We are watching this as it's coming out on Hulu Yep. because fuck live TV. Yeah. Why would you ever pay for cable TV? Truly everything is recorded now. Anyways, so Golden Bachelor season is the season that's happening right now. We are watching it as it comes out on Hulu. Mm -hmm. Teresa, older woman, obviously, got the first date and... People are jealous because that's what people do because it's 30 women dating the same man. Yeah. Not quite that number, but you know what I mean. 78 million women. Basically. And this girl, this bitch, Kathy. This old lady. Teresa was just sharing with people like how lovely her date was and how good she feels that her connection is and what they talked about, which like 
to be fair, should Teresa be blabbing about that to all the other women that are dating this man and not expecting to get jealous? No. No. But are they all excited about the same thing? Potentially. And she's just like sharing her experience with him? Yeah. Yes. And there are other people who have listened to her talk about her experiences with him and have been like, oh, that's so lovely. I'm so glad you had that. I hope to have that. Congratulations. Much more camaraderie. Yeah. And then there's Kathy. Yeah. And then there's Kathy who is turning it on Mm -hmm. her as if she's being bullied. Yeah. And she told Gary the night of the rose ceremony in tears of like, (laughs) I just, I've had some real meanness towards me this week. Like from who? Yourself? Talking to everybody else? Bitch? Yeah. Bitch? Anyways. So Gary being the kind sweet-hearted man, gullible man that he is. The fool. Which I was gullible last week. So, you know, he's not seeing the side of her just like we didn't see the side of her until now. He goes off and gets her a rose before the rose ceremony, which like I feel like is illegal. He's a bachelor. He can do whatever he wants. I feel like it's illegal. He could rob a bank if he wanted to (laughs) and ABC would be like, yeah, no, it's fine. It's for the show. It's for the show. It's for the show. He actually needs to do that. But Kathy's reaction is way too much. Because mm-hmm. it's just like a nice little, yeah, this is blah, 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 nice date, nice connection, yada, yada, basic stuff. Kathy's reacting like she's full on explaining like penetrative sex, <laughs> <laughs> like Gary, like just like raw dogging her. They secretly eloped Yeah, the night before and yeah. it's all just, uh, yeah. So uh, so we were, we were watching it and I like could not sit still and Eric was running around our very small apartment throwing yeah. himself onto the bed. I, I threw myself dramatically onto the bed because I couldn't with this woman's bullshit. Yeah, it's just, ugh, ugh, ugh. I'm so upset and I'm so, yeah. just want to issue a public apology for supporting Kathy. And I hope that this is just the editing and this isn't who she is really or that she's being scripted to say this because every, every season needs a villain. Eric pointed this out earlier. Yeah. And the Crypt Keeper doing her work. Right. This is what keeps people watching it. Like, this is what makes people talk about it. Like, we're talking about it right now. Yeah. Oh, I just feel so deflated. I feel so sad. You feel bamboozled. I do. I do. I didn't love Teresa at first, but now I love Teresa because I have to combat her against Kathy, I feel like, even though I have no input on this TV show. (laughs) I feel the need to protect her. Yeah. So. Hashtag protect Teresa. Yeah, truly. Yeah. No more Kathy. Nope. Unless she gets better. And I hope that she does. And I hope that she's a better person in real life. (laughs) Cool. So one thing I want to say that I keep going back to Mm -hmm. is that these people are real people. Yes. And the show is heavily edited. Yes. To tell whatever narrative. It wants to. Yeah. Whatever is going to get the most emotion, whatever's going to get people coming back and talking about it. I mean, we talked about it in that clip about every season needs a villain. Yes. And Kathy was that person for that. Unfortunate for her if she's actually very lovely in person. Truly. And I hope that that doesn't ruin like any opportunities or relationships for her. Yeah. And I, f- I feel that way for every retail, no retail. Every retail store needs a villain. <laughs> <laughs> every reality. There we go. Yeah. Every reality TV show villain. Sorry. <laughs> Is that the name of the episode? Every retail store needs a villain? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? Edit. Eric. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Anyways. These are real people. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't want to talk smack and terrible things about these people. I do. Well, can we both agree that when we're discussing these people, we're discussing them as characters as that are characters, portrayed on the show? Yes. I, I, I don't, I don't know, know them yeah. personally. This is not like a parasocial where I'm like, this is how they are every time I like anytime they interact with anybody. Mm-hmm. I am judging them based on how it is edited and what is in front of me. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. That's why I'm always so finicky about saying wild and drastic statements because, like I said, these are real people with real lives doing real things. And emotions. And And emotions, yeah. All sorts of feelings. Families. Yeah. Like, well, I may have said that, but that's not the context that I meant that in. Right. And sometimes when they say that, they're still horrible people. Yeah. (laughs) But that's not always the case. So episode two, that was the big thing was Kathy really got into it with Teresa. Mm -hmm. Oh, sorry. That was episode three. It was episode three. Whoops. (laughs) So the night of the rose ceremony. Yes. Kathy gets the rose from Gary. 
Because she uh, put on the waterworks. Yes. Kathy comes in. Teresa pulled her to the stairs to talk it out. And there was another altercation between them. Because Teresa went on again about explaining her feelings and her excitement and things like that. Mm -hmm. And then Teresa was like, oh, I didn't mean for it to come across that way. And so she started crying and she went into the bedroom and Kathy went back out and sat with the women. And if I remember correctly, I feel like Kathy was gaslighting her, that whole conversation, into making Teresa feel like she's a terrible person. Now, here's the other side of that, though, Mm -hmm. because in episode four, Kathy expressed that some of Teresa's statements were giving her anxiety Mm -hmm. because she felt like, based off of Teresa's statements, that Teresa was saying, my relationship with Gary is so dang good, you should just pack your bags and get out of here now. But she herself is putting that in that's that's how she's reading it though Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so she's that's her own insecurity as well flaring up and i'm not saying that any of this makes kathy right yeah it just makes her more human Human. and understand like understanding why she is reacting in the way that she is yeah which some people may deem as unnecessary and mean yeah mean gaslighting like it came across very gaslighty all of their conversations and teresa kept pulling kathy throughout episode four trying to make Mm -hmm. it right and i that seems like probably the producers push that right like go talk to kathy go make it better she loves you and kathy and then being kathy teresa you Probably feel like shit because you are. Go go apologize to Kathy. Yeah. It's probably the producers. And Kathy should be like, we're such good friends. And we're all like, oh, Teresa, honey, please, please. So anyways, Joan went home because she had to go be a mom in episode three. Yeah. So that's one more person gone. Episode four happened. Well, we, we didn't we didn't finish talking about after that in episode three. After oh, she went away, Teresa ran away to the bedroom and oh, started yeah, crying because mm-hmm. she was just felt awful. Mm-hmm. And, and Gary, Gary came went to go in. comfort her. Yeah. To which Teresa got a roll, rose at the rose, on, at the rose ceremony yeah. and was talking to Kathy. I don't remember. If Kathy was like, I'm glad you got a rose. Or no, three, yeah. they were standing beside each other. Because yeah, of course they had to be, right? Of course, because the producers, of course, <laughs> would put them beside each other. And Teresa asked Kathy how her time was with Gary. Oh, that's right. And Kathy said that she cried the whole time. Yeah. And Teresa, probably in her brain, trying to relate to her. Relate, yeah. Said, but yeah, whenever I was crying, Gary came into the bedroom to comfort me. And Kathy was like, in her brain, he came into the bedroom to comfort you. I don't need to hear this. I don't need to hear how your relationship is going with him because I'm trying to talk about how good my he relationship is. He came into is. your bedroom and yeah. did what? Kathy was like, Teresa, this is the stuff I don't need to hear. Mm-hmm. Which, once again, reiterating her point of that she just doesn't want to hear it. I get it. I don't get it. Whatever. Yeah. Anything else from episode three? No. Okay. Episode four. So Gary changes his tactic from women I could live with to a woman I couldn't live without. Yeah. And Nancy's not feeling the connection after she like breaks a bone or something yeah. while they're playing pickleball. Breaks or fractures. Or... No, no, well, no. Wait, that was, that was April. Dish. That's right. Yeah. April fake broke her ankle or fake sprained her ankle so she could, could sit on the side and get kissed by Gary. Yeah. Which like, okay, cool. Whatever your tactic is. Yeah. Nancy did have an actual boot on afterwards. That's and right. she self-eliminated herself. She pulled Gary to the side and said, I'm not feeling the connection. He said, I'm not going to deny that, which good for him. Yeah. And Nancy left. Yeah. After pickleball, Teresa and Gary had some one-on-one time. Mm-hmm. And Gary asked Teresa what happened the night of that rose ceremony. Yeah. And Teresa hadn't told Gary about kind of the aggressiveness from Kathy yeah. up until that point. Mm-hmm. So at the end of pickleball, she pulled Kathy to the side and Kathy told her to zip it really aggressively. Zip it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. She told Gary, she was like, yeah, I thought everyone would be talking about their relationships with you. I thought everyone would be talking about their experience. I thought everyone would be excited. Like, this mm. is just what I thought they would do. And I had the first date, so I didn't know any better. And Kathy, several times now, has pulled me to the side and talked to me. And she's been like, zip it. You just need to zip it. And so Gary has well, this one. Well, I, I will say, oh, sorry. Teresa didn't say zip it. She said, yip it. Oh, yeah. Whatever she said. <laughs> yeah. To which Gary knew what she meant later on, I guess. In his own like interview, he was like, yeah, she said to zip it. So then Gary has his one on time, one time with Kathy. Mm. And Kathy's like, well, pickleball and da-da-da-da. He's like, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Talk to me about the rose ceremony the other night. Talk to me about what's going on with you and Teresa mm-hmm. because this situation is not resolved. And what did she say? She was just like, this is what Teresa's been doing. Mm-hmm. It makes other people feel bad, including myself. So I told her to stop talking about it. Yeah. And that so was I, all they showed, really. And she was like, yeah, I'll tell you what zip it means to me. Oh, yeah. And then proceeded not to tell him exactly what zip it meant to her just more so gave an example example yeah Yeah. which apparently didn't help her no it didn't because because her ass got booted got booted off the island Mm -hmm. and 
you know, this is something we saw in Rachel's season two. Yeah. That there are people bringing in the drama mm-hmm. and these people are just plucking them right out and getting rid of them, which yeah. I so appreciate. Yeah. Because I feel like the show has enough on its own. Yeah. Well, there's going to be a lot of drama because of, you know, these emotions of love within like the six weeks or whatever. Yeah. That's well, I, like, I think it's even shorter in the season because yeah. it's only it's only been it's been six episodes, yeah. I guess, because third episode was when the kathy and Teresa blew up mm. fourth episode kathy gets booted out fifth episode is what we just watched mm-hmm. last night mm-hmm. and next week is hometowns yeah so then the final rose is going to go out the week after that probably so yeah. it's only gonna be six or seven weeks wow yeah so they did it in two days <laughs> <laughs> i mean maybe they already know what they want i don't know i don't know yeah i i told lydia <laughs> that it's a shorter week because they're older so you don't know how much time they have left <laughs> So it's just kind of like, yeah, no, find find what you want while you can. <laughs> well, so how many women were left? There was Susan, Ellen, mm-hmm. Teresa, Sandra, Smooth Face Lady, Faith, Faith, and the lady that looks like Smooth Face Lady but isn't her. Is... I can't remember her name. Why can't I remember her name? Motorcycle Chick. No, Motorcycle Chick is Faith. Faith. Faith is motorcycle. Yeah. I thought. Fa- oh, I thought it was the, the other, other girl lady too. is guitar. No, no. Faith is both guitar and motorcycle lady. You kind of, hey, executives, (laughs) stop getting people that look so similar to each other, please. Hey, white people, stop looking so similar (laughs) to each other, please. Those women are left. Yeah. Out of all of those women that were left, at least four of them on camera confessed feelings of love. Of love. Only three roses got handed out for hometowns. Yeah. Typically it's four. Yeah. He Also, he didn't even give one of the roses out at the uh, group date. No, he gave it at the rose ceremony, though. Yeah. So it wasn't like it didn't go out. He just yeah. needed the extra day to think about it. Yeah, he was like, I'm not going to do this because yeah, I don't yeah. even know if I want to meet any of your family. Or well, <laughs> It's not that he shouldn't <laughs> know, want to I meet know. the family. It's that he considered it such a big yeah. deal. Also, he's having all these women be like, I love you. And he's like, hey, thanks. Yeah, because he can't. Can't say it back. Yeah, or, well, yeah, because how horrible would that be if you were like, I love you too, and then you pick someone else? That happened yeah. to Ben on Ben's season. Yeah. He said, I love you to two different women mm. and then booted one of them off because yeah. that's how it works. Well... Yeah, one so, second. Do what you're doing. You're copying how I'm holding my microphone? Yeah, my microphone. We hold our microphones because we're sitting on a couch. With a cat. With a cat. Oh, yes. Beans joined the recording session. Hello, Beans. <laughs> uh, rose ceremony. Yeah, so rose ceremony. Where three roses got sent out. Yeah. Sandra went home. Knew that was going to happen. Yeah. Susan went home, which Susan and Gary are so cute as like besties. Oh, yeah, for sure. Besties that like kiss on the lips sometimes. Yeah. Very cute. Love them together in that way. Mm-hmm. Not so much dating. Mm-hmm. And him and Sandra, like I just feel like they have different energies. Yeah. I think they're both, once again, very good friends, but mm-hmm. I couldn't see it going further than that. And then Ellen went home as well. Ellen really took it hard. Yeah. And she's the one who had the best friend who had cancer who passed away because the season is dedicated to her best friend. Yeah. So not only is she dealing with rejection from this man that she started to fall in love with. Well, that she's, no, she did say she loved him. Oh, okay. From what I I remember. trust you. Yeah, I trust your memory more than mine. Yeah. But then she's going to have to go home. And I don't know when her friend passed away. Obviously, it was before the, the season. Out. Yeah. yeah. So I'm hoping that she got to go home and like get talk, comforted by her. Tell her yeah. and talk to her about it and just be all excited about it. Or maybe, maybe it was a distraction to be with her friend in her last couple of days. Or I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Ellen went home and it was hard, but she had some really lovely remarks about how much of a good guy Gary is and how he deserves to find love and how it's given her hope. Yeah. So yeah. So now there's Teresa, Faith, and the lady we cannot remember the name of so there's faith martin mm-hmm. who is 61 61 mm-hmm. wow what a he's robbing the cradle now <laughs> he's 71 okay i mean we know people who are 10 years apart who are married true i felt it in ellen and gary's kiss mm-hmm. at the boardwalk mm-hmm. their kisses were weird yeah it felt desperate as opposed to like connection yeah and maybe desperate's the wrong word it felt well, like, forced. A, like a last ditch effort type of thing or like he already wasn't feeling it and he mm-hmm. just wasn't ready to tell her i don't i don't know he i don't was, know yeah probably feeling it out still mm-hmm. is it leslie no I feel like it's leslie all i know is that she is a radio host yeah it's leslie okay no faith is the radio host faith is the motorcycle guitar and radio host person leslie is 64 she's a fitness instructor she's the one who did the shake the booty at the talent show i'm just i i believe you i just <laughs> they look so similar i know i totally, totally. they're just merging into one person 
And Teresa's 70. That's insane. I know. And they're all gorgeous. Oh, yeah. He's got a good pick of women. Out of Faith, Leslie, and Teresa. Mm -hmm. Who is your front runner for Gary? Not Teresa. Yeah, I want right. it to be Teresa yeah. in my heart. Yeah. But I don't see them... I. <sighs> I see them being good together, but I don't see them being the best together. They're like a candle. They're going to burn brightly, but then it's mm. just going to just fade I think, out. I think they could be content. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. I think Lady, he went on the, the last one-on-one -on -one with- on So that's the... Faith. Smooth face Lady. Yeah. Yeah, her. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. I like him and Leslie together, but- Leslie is very- insecure they all are they, they all, all have are. a lot true. of faith and leslie have actively talked about their trauma on the show from previous relationships and childhood yeah which i don't know why in my brain i thought childhood trauma goes away as you get older like you yeah. heal from it eventually no nope. and these people are in their 60s still dealing with it it's deeply rooted into who you become for the most part I don't think it has to be, but I think have you to have to do a lot of work. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's so much work you got to do for yeah. it. Yeah. Why well, don't do any work on it? <laughs> <laughs> but I think the insecurities that we've seen Teresa have seem to be more rooted in herself. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, we don't know where that came from just because she hasn't talked about it on the show. I'm sure yeah. it's got to come from somewhere. So, I mean, they all have insecurities. And I oh, think yeah. that Gary is very understanding and willing to deal with that. But I, I honestly have no clue which of the three he'll choose in the end. Yeah. But yeah, my front runner is Faith. <laughs> we'll see how hometowns go. Yeah, I'm I'm interested for hometowns. It seems like it's a bunch of grandsons asking him to be their grandpa. Are you going to marry my grandma? Yeah. Would you like that? No, I don't like you. <laughs> I think once one of the boys was like, no. Really? Well, not like no, but he was like, uh, I don't think so. That's funny. He pegged one of them with the football and you were like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't peg him. He threw, he, it, he to threw him. it to him, but kind of popped up and hit him in the face as he caught it yeah but i was making a joke that he was gonna peg him right in the right in the side of the face <laughs> and he almost did cool lydia has stated to me multiple times that we can never do like a a watch recording reaction type of thing because of the things i say that are just rude i don't know that's rude i think it's you trying to be funny absurd and for people who don't know you mm -hmm. i worry that that will come across as sincere it's true i have a very dry delivery sometimes sometimes yeah all right so now we're gonna do the part that i'm most nervous about <gasps> we're different we're different. We're a different podcast, Eric. We're a different podcast. We're a man and a woman speaking to each other. Not just a man and a man or a woman and a woman. Yes. But also, I feel like, you know, when you think about what's the first topic that these two people are going to talk about, what's the first thing that they're going to like? Is it going to be murder? Oh. Is it going to be the Roman history? I was thinking because we're in a relationship that it would that we'd be like, oh, it's attachment styles. Oh, it's love languages. Like, I just feel like that's what... Oh, that's fair. Yeah. I feel like that's what all the... All the people's podcasts do. No. I said no to that. I said we're going to do it later. But I just want to do something a little bit different. But still within the same realm. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to be discussing communication styles. So Lydia, what are communication <laughs> styles? Thanks, Eric. Hold on, though. Um, <laughs> are you familiar with different communication styles? Like, were you aware that there are categories of communication styles? I mean, vaguely and probably some kind of, in my years of therapy, we talked vaguely about communication styles, but I don't remember them. Okay. I don't think I was ever really exposed to communication styles. Mm -hmm. I did a bunch of interviewing last year, I think yeah. it was. And, and a little bit the year before, no? Probably. Honestly, yeah. I was looking for a job for a minute and they asked me what my communication style was. And I was like, I don't know what you're looking for. Let me give you examples and you can tell me if that's what you want to hear or not. <laughs> yeah. What is your communication style? I Direct? respond. I don't know, text so I can have it written, not like text message, but like, can you email it to me so I can have it written down because my brain doesn't work? I speak words. English. English. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm an ignorant American and that's the only language I really know. Dango don't need nothing else, brother, but American <laughs> English. Oh, it's my witch laugh. <laughs> it's two days before Halloween, guys. We made pumpkins. We didn't make pumpkins. We painted pumpkins <laughs> we, yesterday. <laughs> we made pumpkins. We didn't grow them. We formed them. Yeah. With our mind powers. We'll put pictures up on the Insta. Check oh. us out on Instagram. Eric, do the plug. Oh, shit. What's the plug? <laughs> you know it. F-W-M-H. Oh, wait. M-O-H? M-O-H. F-W-M-O-H. F-M-W. Fighting with... <laughs> <laughs> F-W-M-O-H pod. pod. On at, Insta. On Instagrams. On the gram. Or Insta. Or... Oh, what? <laughs> That's what the cool kids call it. Cool kids call it. The... 
since when have you been a cool kid, Eric? Never. Okay. I've always had rocks thrown at me on the playground. Oh, yeah? And then again, I'm a grown man on the playground. I should get rocks <laughs> pelted at me. <laughs> if you're there by yourself, maybe, yeah. Yeah, I throw the rocks up in the air and then I just stand <laughs> underneath them. That's get... terrible. <laughs> I deserve it. How did we get to this? Oh, Instagram, the pumpkins. Yes. Yeah. Anyways, so we're talking about communication styles. <laughs> there are four main styles of communication. Oh, I'm looking at an article from Princeton.edu, Princeton University. Shut up, Princeton. Sponsor us by sponsoring me to go to college. You want to go to Princeton? No, I don't. Oh, okay. It sounds hard. She says that she's trying to get her master's and then doctorate. <laughs> Snaps for her. Oh, okay. Maybe. We'll see. So there are four main styles of communication according to this article by Princeton University. Mm-hmm. There's passive aggressive, passive-aggressive, and assertive. Mm. Based off of hearing those four, which one do you think the goal communication style between two people? Assertive, I would think. Okay. Because uh, yeah. you're more sure of yourself. You're not being like petty with passive-aggressiveness. You're mm-hmm. not getting run over with passiveness. Mm-hmm. And then you're not super demanding with a, with aggressiveness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just from those words. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So you're right. Okay. Um, we're going to go through the four listed here. They have like a couple bullet points. And then I will go from there. Cool. So passive communication is whenever you're not expressing your feelings or your needs, you're ignoring your own personal rights and allowing others to do so as well. Hmm. You defer to others for decision making in order to avoid tension or conflict often leads to misunderstanding, built up anger or resentment can be safer communication option when a conflict may escalate to violence. Example statements include, I'm okay with whatever you want to do. Body language includes failing to make eye contact or looking down. I will say I haven't read through all of these because I'm kind of reading through this and experiencing it as you're experiencing it. Mm-hmm. But based after hearing that, that is my default Yeah. in any situation where I feel the slightest amount of tension. That's fair. <laughs> so I mentioned I'm in school right now and I'm having to do group projects, surprise group projects. Yeah. <laughs> and I find myself falling into passive communication within that group. And I definitely am feeling the built up anger because people aren't making decisions. And like, I'm not either, but I'm doing my best to communicate first and to have that consistent line open. But the reason I think I I go to passive communication, especially in those kinds of group settings, is because I'm really willing to be the utility player and take whatever no one else wants to do to make sure that everything gets done. Because that's my biggest fear is that everyone says they'll do something and then one thing doesn't get done, right? Yeah. I, I also default to passive. But that's mainly because I sometimes I just don't care. Sure. Yeah. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. I try really hard not to do this in our relationship because yeah. it is my default. This is my default with any kind of authority figure, any kind of tension space. Mm-hmm. But like, I know that that's not going to get us anywhere. No. And so I try to be very direct mm-hmm. when we're having issues, resolve it at appropriate times. Yeah. Yeah. So the next one is aggressive communication. You express feelings, needs, and ideas at the expense of others. Ignoring others' rights in order to support your own. Defensive or hostile when confronted by others. Often alienates and hurts others. Can help meet your needs quickly. Example statements include, this is what we're doing. Or, get over it. Body language includes crossing arms, eye rolling, or finger pointing. Hello, Kathy. (laughs) See, okay, I'm really sensitive to body language Mm -hmm. when I'm talking with people. So at any point... Oh, Oh, I know you know. Yeah, at any point in time, if Eric and I are having... Especially at um, a tenchous, tenchous, is that a word? A tense. <laughs> yeah, we'll go tense. <laughs> a tense conversation. And Eric crosses his arms because he's cold or whatever. It's usually like, that's my default go-to if I'm thinking. It's like, I'll cross my arms sometimes. But to me, that's like yeah, closing off aggressive body language. Yeah. And not that I'm thinking that you're aggressive, but it causes me to stop and say, okay, whatever I'm saying, you're not listening anymore. You're, yeah. not, you're only hearing me. Yeah. I need you to open your body up because I find that when your body is open, at least for me, when my body is open, I'm able to receive and actually listen better. That's fair. Any other thoughts on aggressive communication, Eric? Mm, none that come to mind. I I don't yeah, I don't think I'm aggressive in my communication. I don't I'm not saying that like, you are. <laughs> I know, I know. I may do that like sarcastically or whatever in like a non serious situation, you know. Oh yeah, alienate and hurt others. Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> Mainly talking about roll my eyes. Sure. Yeah. 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 No, that's fair. Pass. I, I constantly alienate and hurt others. Beans. Good choice. Oh, sad boy. <laughs> it's passive aggressive communication. Appearing passive on the surface, but subtly acting out in anger. Hmm. Exerting control over others by using sarcasm and indirect communication 
or avoiding the conversation. Limited consideration for the rights, needs, or feelings of others. Examples include passive statements and body language, followed by giving the silent treatment, spreading rumors, and sabotaging other people's efforts. (sighs) If if this is you. Get get help. Get help. Examine yourself. You don't have to be trash. You don't have to be trash. Nobody has to be trash. And here's the thing. These are behaviors Mm -hmm. that people see growing up, right? Yeah. They see it exhibited by other people. So you mimic it because Mm -hmm. that is what is known and what is normal. Yeah. And if you don't know anything else, how are you supposed to be able to do it, right? Yeah. So So if it's pointed out to you by someone or you start realizing it yourself, maybe now is the time to change that. that. And that's the case with aggressive or passive as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, you don't have to be the thing you've been forever or the thing that your parents have been forever or the things that... You know, whoever you took the most inspiration to live your life from. You're not not defined, nor do you have to mirror what was taught to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, You're an individual and can learn and unlearn things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, totally agree. So, you know, introspection. Yeah. And striving for assertive communication. This communication is direct and honest. It's an honest communication of thoughts and feelings. You respect the feelings, ideas, and needs of others while Mm. also asserting your own. May not be effective when interacting with individuals who threaten your personal safety. We'll come back to that. People often misinterpret assertive behavior as aggressive. Americans and women are often mislabeled as the result. (laughs) Makes sense. I would also suggest that race will play a part in that as well. Like assertive may be seen as aggressive mm. depending on a race as well. Depending on the race of the person delivering the statement delivering and the statement, yeah. receiving. Yeah. And, you know, that could be any mix of whatever. Yeah. yeah. This kind of communication include I statements, which I struggle with I statements, but I try really hard to use them, especially whenever you and I are in conflict. Mm-hmm. Which, not that that happens a lot, but just saying when it does, I statements versus you statements are super helpful. So, yeah. an I statement includes, I feel blank when you blank. Yeah. And then you can add on, and I need for you to do blank. Yeah. Body language includes eye contact, straight posture, and relaxed gestures. So, back to the point about may not be effective when interacting with individuals who threaten your personal safety. Yeah. If someone is holding a knife to your throat and you say, I feel sad. When you try to cut my throat. I don't really like this knife against my throat right now. And I need for you to stop. Stop. What are you going to do? Stab me? Don't do that either. Don't be aggressive with it. <laughs> I feel like that's passive, isn't is that it? Passive? Passive oh, yeah, that's sarcasm, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, that'd be passive aggressive. Yeah, don't do that either. But I'm just like... Aggressive would be stabby. <laughs> at the point at which somebody has already gone to those leaps and bounds and is threatening your personal state safety, yeah. they're not in a space and a mindset to be able to have... Yeah that healthy assertive conversation yeah. right so you know yeah to quote a show firefly if someone tries to kill you you try and kill them right back i never got to watch that show it was fun i just know that that song i like to make myself believe. It's, that has nothing to do with the yeah, show yeah i know but i love that song that it's about fireflies turns slowly can't use this we're not we're not gonna get we're not that good we're not gonna get dmca'd you're right <laughs> So probably better statements in those situations mm-hmm. are, hey, stop it. Like more aggressive than I just did. <laughs> and then leaving. Hey, stop it. Hey, stop it. Hey, Get some help. C- cut that out. <laughs> Don't cut me. Cut it out. Cut it out. Oh. <laughs> laugh track, laugh track, laugh track. <laughs> yeah, just be careful there. So there's some keep in mind notes here at the bottom. So it says, keep in mind, most of us don't use a single communication style in every interaction. There are simply tools that you can use to communicate. In general... Assertive communication is most likely to lead to respectful and long-term relationships. So that's the style to strive for in most situations. However, passive and aggressive communication Mm -hmm. might work better on some occasions. For example, if you're feeling fearful that you are about to be harmed, passive communication may help diffuse the situation and aggressive communication may prevent the problem from getting worse. While the passive communication style can be helpful when people pair it with subtle aggression, the passive aggressive style is likely to interfere with or undermine healthy relationships. Sometimes I feel myself trying to be passive aggressive towards you. You don't say. <laughs> Sorry, I had to pause to give Eric a look. My <laughs> eyebrows tried to leave my face <laughs> with how high they went. No, but sometimes when my brain is feeling real bad, yeah, the passive aggressive moves from my internal thoughts about me mm-hmm. to thoughts about you. Yeah. And typically it's nothing. It's just my brain 
being hormonal or overactive or filled with anxiety about something else and you just happen to be here. I just happen to be in the way of your path of destruction. Yeah, which is mostly at myself, which is like a normal thing that a lot of people do, unfortunately, but you know. Yeah, you're not special. I have passive aggressive thoughts that I feel the need to say out loud. And sometimes I'll tell them to you in in like a non-meaning way just to tell you where my brain's at because it feels icky. Yeah. And that's like me trying to fight through being passive aggressive Mm -hmm. because I don't I don't want to be especially not in our relationship because like we work really hard to communicate effectively we do the what I heard you say statements yeah and and to to give an example of that if I were to say what did we have on the other day oh oh shoot what was it it was something in there like that you said like the cheese you were trying to tell me about the cheese in the fridge oh yeah it was the cheese yeah so I bought some cheese some shredded cheese no it was sliced cheese yes and I didn't realize that like most of it was like cut in half, like the it bottom. Was all of it crumbled at the was bottom. all crumbled at the bottom. So I was I was just getting rid of the rest of it because I couldn't use it for my my lunches for work. So I just tossed it into what I was I was making at the time. And in the, he was telling me about this on my way home from work. Yeah, because we talk on the phone whenever we drive home from work because we can't not talk to each other apparently. Apparently. And he was like, the cheese in the bottom of my bag was all crumbled, and. What I heard in that moment, I said, what I'm hearing you say is that you're accusing me of crumbling your cheese just because of the tone that he had in discussing this cheese being crumbled. Which in my mind, I was like, I can't believe I didn't notice that this cheese was all fucky before I I just bought it. Right. And so I, I, I said, you know, what I'm hearing you say is this. And we both laughed about it because obviously you were like... No, no, <laughs> that's not at all what I'm saying. And obviously that, that's a silly analogy yeah, uh, or situation that happened to us. But like that can be used in so many other parts. We've used it in more tense mm-hmm. situations where one of us is unhappy with how something's going and we're trying to convey that to the other person. But neither of us have really had healthy relationships modeled for us. And so we're kind of building our own pathway to a healthy relationship. Right. Yeah. And so in those more tense situations, it's super helpful to be like, what I'm hearing you say is that I'm not enough or what I'm hearing you say is that I'm completely fucked up, like whatever it is. Mm. And that gives the other person an opportunity to say, okay, that's not at all what I'm trying to say. What I'm saying is that I'm unhappy that the dishes are dirty. What I'm saying is that I'm unhappy. I don't know with, with the litter box. I'm not, I'm not accusing you of not pulling your weight. I'm just, I'm just, and I'm not accusing your self worth. Yeah in saying that the dishes are dirty like i'm exclaiming to the world the dishes are dirty (laughs) and and not not that we've ever argued about the dishes but just to say like that's another example of i I feel like household chores are you know women's work (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah women should do that not men sorry what were you gonna say (laughs) no that's what i was gonna say you got it no tell me no it's like that and money Mm -hmm. obviously money but let's I think if you have like bigger things going on, Mm -hmm. like it's easy to nitpick and get super argumentative over like little household things. Mm -hmm. Well, a thing a lot of people I've heard people say is don't let roommate problems become relationship problems. Yeah. And that's something that like I really want to keep because we're we're very new at living together. We've been living together since May. No. Yes. May. Yes. May. Of this year. Uh, So May, June, July, August, September. Six. Six Almost six months. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. So yeah, it's too long. <laughs> Not long enough. I'll just sleep on the couch. It's fine. <laughs> no, don't sleep on this couch. It's uncomfortable to sleep. It on. is uncomfortable. I'll sleep, to on, just sit on. I'll sleep out here before you sleep out here. Well, neither of us need to sleep away from the bed unless something is wrong with the bed. That's something I never want to do is banish one of us to another room. Go to your island. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if like one night, like one of us wants to step away to like calm down, that's mm-hmm. one thing. But to kick someone out of the bedroom to me is just. Like something is very broken yeah. if that needs to happen, right? Like there's several things that went wrong if that's where if that's where we're at. Yeah. If for other people, if that works for you or that's how you decided you want to handle things, whatever. But just for me, like that's not something I ever want to do. do. Yeah. Cool. So now we're moving on to communication zones. Yeah. What are communication zones? So so here's the thing about these communication zones. Here's the thing about communication about. zones. No. They're not, made up. That's not. I mean, all of it's made up, right? Everything is made up. Everything everywhere all at once has been made up. Yeah. Like what the words we're saying right now were made up by somebody and somehow we all know how to understand them. Wild. I can't think about that right now. I'm going to have a panic attack. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Episode title. <laughs> I can't think right now. I'm going to have a panic attack. When I looked up, I, I looked up communication style quiz for couples because I thought it'd be fun. If we like did a communication style and like saw where we were at. And I clicked on the first one and I went through it and I was like, oh, these are cool questions. And I got to the end and it gave me our communication zone. And I was like, oh, cool. Another thing to talk about for this episode. Well, then I tried to Google communication zones from everything else. And it kept talking about the zo- this, this personal space bubbles people talk in depending on how close they are to you. Okay. And that's not all what this quiz was about. <laughs> so I've only ever seen these communication zones by one group of people. So take this with a grain of salt. But I, I like I like how they define this. And I feel like this is important to talk about. Mm-hmm. But I have no clue where the science behind this came from. Yeah, where it holds true in actuality. Yeah, so I just want to put that out there. This is from the Couples Communication Institute, Dr. Sarah and team. They have five communication zones. Closed, guarded, revolving, accessible, and open. I thought you were going to say revolver for a second. <laughs> I was like, wow, that one's aggressive. Well, it's fun because they're all like doors. Yeah. And the picture of them. So there's like a closed door, a partially open door, like a revolving door, like a, like, you know, like at a hotel or whatever. Yeah. An accessible door, which is like a mostly open door. And then an open door, which has it's just, just an archway. There's no door. Door wide open. Yeah. It's this cute little drawing. Underneath we can also put this on the on the Instagram. Yeah. Do the plug. Uh, F-W-M-O-H pod. Hey. Instagram. Better than I am. <laughs> Take that. The goal is to work your way through the zones until you reach the open zone. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're just going to talk through like this brief description it gives for each zone. And then I can tell you based off the questions I answered what zone it says we are in. Okay closed so that's the first zone so the brief descriptions they give of each of these zones it's what it feels like to be in them so for the closed zone communication doesn't feel safe most of the time you're really struggling and you feel distant and disconnected from your partner in the guarded zone you can have okay conversations with your partner but only when circumstances are ideal your struggles are keeping you disconnected and you close up quickly under stress Hmm. If you want to say anything at any point in time, please feel free to jump in. Oh, is revolving going to be like you you make progress, but you just you end up back at the same like point over and over again? Yes. So in the revolving zone, you feel like you're cycling between safe and unsafe. Sometimes you're hopeful and other times you're worried. I feel like this was me during the second time that we were together. I feel like that was a good portion of our relationship like early on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can agree with that because... Yeah. We were both dealing with our own stuff. And because we weren't feeling safe and comfortable within ourselves, we couldn't figure out how to feel safe and comfortable within each other. And so we'd go into these like idyllic zones of this honeymoon phase, right? Of being really good. Mm -hmm. And then the reality of our insecurities would hit. And we would cycle back through to the other side. Mm -hmm. And we would just go back and forth. And I think that it really just took some growth on both of our sides. Mm Mm-hmm. And I can really speak for, obviously I can speak for myself more so than you, but like I really needed to be more secure in myself and stop just looking for attention and instead look for a life partner to really be able to settle that. True. What about you? Were you just perfect the whole time? I was so good the whole time. Like nothing wrong with me ever. No issues on my end. Great. Ow. Uh, So, (laughs) side note, if you wear a wedding ring, uh, don't forget that you're, you're fuck. Don't forget that you're wearing a wedding <laughs> ring, and then just slam your hand on your ankle like I just did, hitting that bone. Hitting that bone. Yeah, I needed to figure out what I wanted to do in general, like with me next. I needed to figure out what I wanted to do personally, future, like mm-hmm. presently and and future as well. Um, which makes sense that you can't really go forward in a revolving door because you're just looping back on past as well Mm -hmm. uh, which is something i've done a lot personally so and i think you know thinking about the revolving zone i think you can be a revolving zone yourself yeah and pull people into your door and just repeat that process in different relationships yeah yeah absolutely absolutely totally agree with that so the next zone is the accessible zone Ooh. when you're in the zone you're likely to feel calm most of the time you are confident you and your Stop. partner. Ugh. Sorry. My headphones <laughs> fell off. I'm sorry. Please uh, okay. take two. In the accessible zone, you're likely to feel calm most of the time. You're confident you and your partner can talk through most everyday discussions. 
you want to grow closer and you know it's possible. And then whenever you're in the open zone, which is the zone that they're saying you should try to move to, you feel relaxed and welcoming when talking with your partner. Most of your conversations go pretty smoothly. You're eager to take your relationship deeper. You feel truly close and connected. So you can move beyond these five zones to optimal communication, this says, and optimal communication is in pink, oh. which is like real cute against this uh, email I'm reading that I got from them after I finished filling out the quiz. Yeah. So optimal communication is where you'd like to go together in your relationship. Gotcha. When you know how to communicate really well, then you can dive deeper and explore your relationships and lives you dreamed of having together. And that makes sense, right? Because yeah. you can't go anywhere if you can't communicate to the other person where you want to go together. It's like... Yeah. You're both in a boat paddling, but you're paddling opposite directions until you finally figure out how to communicate. Yeah, or you're just in a boat. With no oars. No oars. Mm, I like that for like the closed communication, like mm -hmm. you're not going anywhere. Not going anywhere. And like revolving, you're starting to both paddle, but you might be doing you're circles. Going, yeah, you're going in the same direction type of... Yeah, you're... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or whatever it is. How do you... I, how, how do you turn? <laughs> yeah. The person in the front is like paddling backwards and the person in the back is paddling forwards and then yeah. you're like just yeah. spinning. Yeah. And then you're like, wait, 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 no. Uh, reverse reverse and then, yeah <laughs> yeah, just yeah yeah constantly yeah. so based off of those five zones now granted this quiz was like 10 questions so take out oh, the so where do you 100 percent accurate oh yeah certainly certainly and i was answering questions for how both of us felt gotcha thank you thank you for answering for me you're welcome that's what i do i don't know as how i feel most days <laughs> as a woman you know everything Listen, um, there was a commercial we saw one time <laughs> that was, it was about, it was like a vitamin commercial. It, and it, it was, was like, yeah. women, we know a little bit about everything, but why don't we know what's in our multivitamin or something like that? Yeah. And so Eric and I consistently reference how absurd that statement is. Just being like, women know a little bit about everything. I've, I've made women it even know more, everything. I've made it, yeah, I've made it more absurd by saying <laughs> women, we know everything. <laughs> And so there'll be times like, I don't know what that da, 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 da. And then Eric will be like, but you're a woman. woman you know everything. <laughs> so if you ever hear us say that, that's where that's from. That's where that's from. But anyway, so which zone do you think, which zone do you think it put us in slash what zone do you think we're in? Because I, I think I agree pretty much with are the we, zone it put us in. Are we the one right above revolving? The accessible? Like, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. where it put us in. So... We're likely to feel calm most of the time and are confident you and your partner can talk through mm -hmm. most everyday discussions. Yeah. You want to grow closer and you know it's possible. Yeah. We did it. We beat the revolver. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We got past the revolver. The reason I don't feel like we're in open yet mm -hmm. on my side, right, is that I still have so much anxiety when it comes to any kind of confrontation. And not that we've had confrontation mm -hmm. really yet. And not that we really have any difficult conversations to have right now. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like there's also like like an anxiety or like a complacency on my side about like getting really deep mm -hmm. into any kind of like discussion. But also like I'm happy with where our life is. Yeah. And I don't really know like there's no steps we can take to grow. Not no, that's not true. There's no steps we can take right now to change where we're at. Like mm. we're doing all the things we need to be doing. Currently for now. Yeah. yeah. So like you're working your job and you're going to be in it until at least next the beginning of next year because you have your vacation lined out. Yeah. And you're working on going to school next year. Yeah. I'm currently working on going to school right now. And not that going to school changes much for me because I'm already in my job, that I, my career that I want to have for the foreseeable future. Yeah. But like that's a goal of mine is to get my doctorate. And then for you, going back to school for you instead is changing your job because yeah. you want to be in something that brings you more satisfaction. Satisfaction. More pay. Yeah. Or better pay. Yeah. Well, I mean, whatever it is, you know, I. Contributing somehow to something better than the company's bottom line. Right. Yeah. Having, having purpose in your job. Yeah. yeah. I, I will say on the pay thing for anybody who's picking their jobs based off of money. And, and I don't mean jobs. I mean, careers. Yeah. Anyone who's picking what they want to do in their career off of money. I'm really going to encourage you to find what you love and let the rest be taken care of. And d does that mean that if you really love doing something that doesn't pay really well, that you won't have to maybe do something secondly, like do a second job or do you have a side gig? No, but it means that if you're doing something that you love, you'll have enough fulfillment and joy, in my opinion, to get you through all the other things that have to happen, right? So I just want to put that out there because I've met too many people who, because you know, I, I went to school for engineering I, I knew too many people who were pursuing that degree because of the green. Yeah. 
and hated everything because they're or like, weren't good I, at it. Yeah, weren't good at it. But they just like, weren't good at it. They're just like fuck math. I hate it. Right. Like, well, then why? Go go, go do something that you would. You're in STEM. Yeah. The M stands for mathematics. And even in other jobs I've had where yeah. it was a job for me, but it was a career for somebody else and they hated coming to work every day. Yeah. If that's you, you deserve to enjoy your life. Yeah. And some people work so they can do what they love. Fine. Yeah. As someone who's like left a lot of jobs to be happier at a new job, it's scary to like leave a place you've been for a long time mm-hmm. uh, because you have, you have seniority, you have vacation time, you have your insurance, you have all these things, but that doesn't fucking matter if you're miserable the whole time. Yeah. It, it sucks to like start over, but I've made the decision that I'd rather start over and be happier than stay somewhere and force myself to be content, but knowing that that content will never happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Personally, I've seen a ton of growth in you, like just over the past year or two. <laughs> no, stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, this is an audio podcast. I made a face at Lady Onary says, I've seen a lot of growth from you. I've seen a lot of personal growth from you over the past year or two specifically mm-hmm. because, you know, we moved 24 hours away from where we met and over in Texas and now we're living in Maryland and you got a job here and it's a job because mm-hmm. you're doing it for the time being. Also, I want to I want to state something. If you are getting married or like even just in like you're living together. Are you about to say don't do it? <laughs> no, I'm about to say... <laughs> realize that you are not just for you now you're with your partner as well i took this job without considering my wife well I, considering is the wrong word well talking, talking to me about it yeah well, like I, I i consider that considering as well well but it doesn't matter like it's your job right so it doesn't right. matter how i feel about it but asking if you're with somebody long term mm-hmm. you're with them for a reason yeah and you should want their guidance and their opinion on yeah. your life decisions mm-hmm. and not even as an approval. Yeah. The, Cause your decisions affect them as well. But they also and, want your yeah. best interest and yeah. they might see it from a different point of view. Right. So <laughs> the first week Eric was here, he went out and interviewed for a job. And then I got a call while I was at work from him saying that he got, he got an offer and he took it. And I said, Oh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you did. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, Okay. We'll talk about that more when I get home, because I, I I wish that he had come home and said, here's the offer. Here's what they said. Do you think this is a good idea? What are your thoughts? Let's mm-hmm. talk this through instead of it being an emotional decision, especially because I'm so emotional, as you all already know. <laughs> she cries during the Bachelor My girl episode. wants to cry all the time, cry all the time. Anyways. Cry all the time. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I sleep so good, because I'm always crying. Yep. Okay. (laughs) We were talking about uh, the the decision. Oh yeah. Yes. Because I wanted you to give it give it a chance to rest, like instead of making an emotional decision. That's what I'm saying. I'm so emotional, and I've made a lot of emotional decisions and then regretted them, and I didn't want that for you, and so I wanted us to come home and talk about it and discuss whether it was a good opportunity or just the first opportunity. You know. Yeah. And, and your work has worked out and it's been good, but there might've been a better option, right? Cause you're driving mm-hmm. 45 minutes to an hour to get there. Yeah. Which we're from Texas or I'm from Texas. Yes. Thank uh, you for clarifying. Yeah. I'm from I Texas. lived there for a short stint. Yeah. I'm from Texas. So 45 minutes is like, okay, yeah, that's an easy drive. Yes. But it's extra here in Maryland, like in Texas, if you're driving 45 minutes, you might be only going a couple miles because yeah. the traffic's so bad. So bad. Here, if you're driving 45 minutes, like you're going a ways. You go, yeah, it's a good a good ways away. Because the infrastructure is better. Way better. Uh, but even in Texas, the, the gas is cheaper. Yeah. And all that. Like cost of living is also cheaper. So it kind of balances out a little bit money-wise, kind of. Yeah, but you're still putting all the miles on the car. And yeah, and we're not here to discuss the bits and the bops. But, but just saying, like, as Eric was saying, and as I'm saying, you're with your partner for a reason. Mm-hmm. Take these big decisions to them and discuss it. Not because you're looking for their approval. Because you don't, you're all adults. 
Yeah. You don't need it. You don't need approval to do anything. Right. You you could go off and live your life. But if you're going to do that, be single. That's yeah. okay. Go be single. That's fine. If that's what you want to do, go do that. That's totally fine. But like, also, if if both of you are like, if that's like, which, what am I trying to say? Um, that's your lifestyle with your partner type of yes, thing. Yes. Yeah. That, yeah that's, that's a good caveat. That's fine. Yeah. For us. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm a big about considering big decisions. I'm big about seeking counsel about big decisions. Mm -hmm. And so for us, going home and discussing those big things is what works. Yeah. Because it gives us time to consider it through. Right. Right. Anyway, so I've seen a lot of growth in you in the past two years because you're at your job now. And there's a lot of people who are happy there. And you have come home and been like, I don't understand how these people are happy here because the the, the work is simple, right? Is, the work is boring. It is one brain cell I can use and mm -hmm. we're good to go. No, and these other people love it. They love oh, the yeah, community. No. Their family if, works there. If, if you are happy with what you are doing, mm -hmm. more power to you. And someone's got to do the work. So like yeah. glad people are happy doing it. Exactly. But for you to look at them and say, I want more, I feel like that's such growth for mm -hmm. you. Because I don't, I don't know that you ever considered that there was more for so long. No, well, it's been eighty-five years since I considered. <laughs> no one's considered wanting more here since nineteen eighty-five. Well, I haven't considered wanting more since Abraham well, Lincoln was assassinated. Nineteen eighty-five is not that long ago. Yeah, did you say nineteen eighty-five? I did. I think I meant to say eighteen ninety-five, <laughs> but <laughs> nineteen eighty-five. Back in those olden times when we got around on our horse and buggies. Back when the dinosaurs were here. When the dinosaurs were here. No, no, I, I'm so 1985, sorry. when the Big Bang happened and all that <laughs> stuff, whenever the universe was formed. So sorry to anybody from 1985. Did you not know that the, the world is only like 40 plus years old? <laughs> my bad, my bad. Anyways. <laughs> sorry, people born in 1985, but you're ancient. So I feel like we're in this accessible zone because we're doing all the steps we need to do to move on to the next part of our life. Mm -hmm. But there's nothing we can do about it right now. Yeah. I think also both of us are just very tired all the time. And so like taking the time to have the big, deep emotional conversations that yeah. will come whenever they do is just so much effort right so now. Much. And I'm not saying that there's anything on the top of my brain that we need to talk about, but I know that there's more. Yeah. And I know that there's more that we'll find out about each other yeah. and discuss and discover and deal with. As we continue to like do life together. Mm -hmm. We're life doers. Yeah. We do life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I totally have faith that we can get to the open zone, but it's going to require like more situations mm -hmm. for me to remember that I'm safe here yeah. and remember that this is a safe space here. Yeah. It's just going to require more time and more awareness mm -hmm. on both of our part. Yeah. And then I think... From my perspective, please correct me if I'm wrong. From my perspective for you. Okay, thanks. From my perspective for you, it's more situations to realize that there's more emotion that you can experience yeah. here yeah. in the safe space. Do you agree with that? I can agree with that. Why are you smiling so much? Sorry, that's the only reason I'm, I'm smiling is because you said emotions. Oh, I smile whenever I feel added. So I thought I was adding you. No, I've never been. There's no addition or multiplication here on me. Only division. Only division. <laughs> cool. Uh, All right. Cell division. Oh, that's biology stuff that I don't understand. I don't do biology. <laughs> yeah, I've never done biology. No, you love biology. What are you talking about? I hate biology. What? All my friends hate biology. <laughs> okay. The body's cool, guys. Sure. Makes me want to blah. It makes me want to go, oh. Well, I'm a technology girly, so Ugh. I know, I know. That's why we work, because you do the biology and you like the, the bodies or whatever. Yeah. And I like computers. <laughs> cool. Anything else on communication styles, baby? I think I'm all communicated out, but I've learned a lot. Oh. Will I remember it? We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame you communicated out. It's only not even one o'clock. Oh, man. Gratitude. <laughs> Gratitude. But those sound too sad that we're... <laughs> It's everybody's favorite time. Everybody's favorite time. Gratitude. I am grateful to be watching some postseason baseball. Watching my home team uh, be in it. They are ev hardly ever in it. Um, Who's your home team, Eric? My home team is the Texas Rangers. 
That is, I guess who, I don't know. I'm not a baseball girly. Sorry. <laughs> that is who I grew up watching with my father. Um, so yeah, the World Series is on right now. Hopefully they win. If they haven't won, or if they don't win, well then it'll be a good series because Arizona also deserves it. They're a pretty good team. It's very. Well, they're they're a very good team. It's very sportsmanship of you. Yeah, well, especially the, after last night. <laughs> you're the picture of sportsmanship. I am the pitcher. I'm the pitcher of sportsmanship. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Can you explain to the people what happened? Oh yeah. Game? So last night the Rangers lost game two, nine to one. Mm. Um, How much did they win by in the first game? They won uh, by one. It was six to five. It was game one was fucking sick. As a Rangers fan, heartbreaking for an Arizona fan. Opposite last night, mm. heartbreaking for Ranger fans. Awesome for Arizona. Arizona dominated last night. Their pitcher was rock solid. Um, a lot of people are saying that the ump was trash at home plate, which I will agree with. Uh, he did call more balls, strikes for Arizona than Texas. That has been recorded. But hey, what are you going to do? That's that's how baseball go. Um, sure. Yeah. Sometimes you get a, a an ump that's really good. Sometimes you get an ump that's really bad. Sometimes you get an ump that's hit and miss like this guy was. Um, well, he'll he'll call things for one team, but not for the other, mm. which some people will want to say rigged. But honestly, I'm not behind the plate. Some things can look like we, we have the graphic in front of us on, on the TV. So it, it looks the same to us because we're seeing where the ball is hitting. Mm -hmm. But to him, it could look super different. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that makes sense to me. I understood that part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and, and also like... I'm trying to be better about sportsmanship because I personally hate losing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is so. another, I, I don't, if you didn't catch it last time, I'm not competitive in that way. I don't like to lose personally. So trying to do better there, but baseball has been fun to watch. Both teams are very great. Both teams uh, at the beginning of the year had no reason to be here. Um, so it's nice not to have Houston or the Dodgers or even the Phillies in. Sorry, Philadelphia. I am from Dallas, so there's a rivalry there. If anything's are your team, if any of these are your teams, fuck you. Well, fuck Houston, honestly. <laughs> if you're gonna, if you're gonna trash, can bang. Uh, granted, I understand that was 2017. A lot of those dudes don't like aren't with the organization anymore, but still, little salty. You don't say. Don't say. <laughs> I, I'm not the only one. <laughs> I know. I know. Kind of. I know the bits and bobs. Bits and bobs. But yeah, uh, baseball fun. Baseball going. Well, it didn't go good last night, but like it was a good game to watch. Mm -hmm. Like if you're a neutral fan, right? As a Ranger fan, I was like, "Oof, that's rough." I had to stop at like I, think I stopped at like the bottom of the eighth because I'm like, "Yeah, no, they're not coming back." Yeah, it was like game one. I'm like, "Yeah, oh, there's a chance that they do," and they did. Uh, but Rangers this year, they're not big on coming back from large deficits. Mm. Gotcha. Cool. So I'm grateful for baseball. Yeah, solid. I'm grateful for Halloween. Ooh. Two days. It's in two days. We got a black tree. We didn't get a black tree. Because honestly, I'm a little goth and I love it. Closeted goth. <laughs> Trying. I have like a foot out the door. I feel like at this point. I have like a leg out the door. You don't have a leg out the door. What do you mean? You're you're supposed to be pasty and white. I am as white and pasty as I'm going to get. I can't, I can't get any pastier, baby. I don't That's know what to true. tell you. I used to get burnt every summer. <laughs> First burn, we called it. Anyways. White people, am I right, folks? <laughs> so we got a black tree and I love it because shout out to Michael's having their Christmas sale, their Christmas tree sale. And so we got it 70% off and, yep. and now it's our holiday tree and it's going to stay up from Halloween. Till next Halloween. No, I'm not keeping it up for you around. I'm not taking it down. That's so funny, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, I'll, um, I'll get tired of it and want to take it down. So holiday tree from halloween to through christmas yep and we're just going to change out the ornaments we have halloween ornaments on it ornaments on it now yeah organments oh dude that'd be dope <laughs> <laughs> should we make an organments line of of uh, holiday ornaments that dude, are all organs anato uh, like atomically correct like organs <laughs> i love it. actually love just that have idea. a fucking pancreas on there trademark 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 trademark, trademark. Anyways, I'm sure these exist already. Though. You know, it's whatever. And then we have a we have some lights coming in to hang on the tree that mm. look like little baby doll heads that are crying blood. Yeah, I hate it. Uh, I hate dolls. Yeah, well, so they're not like they're not like baby doll heads that were popped off of actual baby dolls. They're just molded. They do look creepy, but that's a it's a Halloween tree. It's the point. Yeah, 
So those ornaments will stay on until probably Christmas time after Thanksgiving, because I refuse to celebrate Christmas until after Thanksgiving has commenced. Take that, all you stores, retail stores. That's the retail monster right there, the retail villain. The retail villain is... uh, Is holidays six months early. The retail villain is Christmas. (laughs) And back to school, because both of those hit so hard in stores. Dude, yeah. Back to school is like, oh, as as a child, I was always like, yeah, summer, and then like... Mid-July. Two minutes later. <laughs> well, then like mid-July rolled out and like back to school. And I'm like, what the fuck? But it I was a child. just started. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, the fudge is school just ended. That's what I sounded like as a child. <laughs> <laughs> like you belonged on South Park? <laughs> yeah. yeah. My, my name is Eric. So I did sound like Eric Cartman mm-hmm. as a child. Gotcha. Of course. Uh, of course. Ma'am. Um, yeah. So anyways, I'm excited for Halloween. Halloween's my favorite holiday. Yeah. And we have small decorations in our house because... You know, we're we're on our own for kind of the first time. And so we're finally getting things like for our hour space and for our house. Yeah. Yeah. We also decorated pumpkins as well. Yeah. Last night. Yeah, we said that earlier. Oh. I'm putting them on the Instagram. We did say that. Cut this out. Uh, editor? Editor. Me? Not your editor. wife? Cut this out. Wife? Thanks so much for listening. Thank so this so much. this does mark the end of our first three episodes that are going to be put out all at once. All at once. After this, we'll be releasing every other week mm-hmm. until something crazy happens and we're able to release every week. Yes. We're going to have fun. We're going to have a good time. Have a great time. And we hope that you all will join us for this fun time journey. And if not, I'm really excited to be doing this with my Who's Band. Yes, May Weave. Cool. Talk to you all later. Yeah. Uh, if you like the podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, leave a comment, review on whatever yeah review on your on your your thing yeah on wherever you're listening to this podcast on oh you can find us Um, on buy me a coffee oh i don't think we ever we ever boosted that you can find us on buy me a coffee or instagram the links will be in the show notes yeah buy lydia coffee (laughs) i mean (laughs) she needs it most days i would love to change it from coffee to something else you can alter buy me a gun we're american (laughs) (laughs) and dependent (laughs) we'll find something else to change it to that's more like personable yeah Anyways. Buy me a couch. <laughs> <laughs> just have an apartment full of buy couches. Me, buy me a mic stand. We'll just have an apartment full of <laughs> mic stands. <laughs> oh, man. Cool. Uh, but yeah, if you enjoy, uh, be sure to rate. Re- well, who knows? Review. Leave comments if they allow comments. And share with uh, friends and family that you think would like this. Um, share with your enemies if you hate it. Yeah, yeah. If you hate it, yeah, share it with your enemies. All right. See you in two weeks. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Can we do that again? Can we do that bye again? That was was gross on my end. Bye. Bye.